So if I put mine there, mm. then I'll spill coffee on it. This is acceptable. Almost guaranteed. Observation is that we're sitting here with cups of coffee and phones recording. We are. Which usually means we're going to do a Frithcast. It does! Guess well, what we're going to do? Well, given we're six and a half minutes in... Yeah, okay, fine. We're a little bit slow off the mark, but we, we are kind of, you know, just revving up to the the wonder of surreality that is Frithcast. Surreality? Sur- surreality? Sur- I know Surian McKellen. Mm. <laughs> so do I. Yeah... He's good. Yes, so um, 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 normally Frithcast involves talking about something heathen related. And not I was wondering. Surian not, not necessarily Surian <laughs> McKellen, although, although obviously Surian McKellen played Gandalf. Gandalf is based on Odin. Odin is heathenry, so there you go. This so, is like six degrees of Norse separation. Absolutely. If you want to do a whole episode on Surian McKellen, I'm more than happy with that. Norse Kevin Bacon. What I will say. Yes. Kevin Bacon. Bacon. Thor likes bacon. There's heathenry for you. I need to go and look up some things. I'm just going by the sort of person I know Thor to be, and I imagine he probably likes bacon. Okay. I know he eats goat quite a lot. He does. He does. And bacon's basically just kind of goat, but different. Yeah. How do you spell noose? Like elephant, only different. (laughs) So anyway, um, I'm going to assume that as the resident heathen, you have a plan, a plot, a foot. You can assume I'm the resident heathen. You can't assume I've got any kind of plan. Well, if you have some kind of idea as to uh, what what particular aspect of heathenry, modern heathenry, you would, or ancient heathenry, in fact, you would like to discuss, please speak it now or... Forever speak it later? Yeah, we can do that. Alrighty then, try this one on for size. Hello, lovely listeners. Hello. Welcome to Frithcast number 59. Eight minutes, 45 seconds in. Technically, (laughs) I'm not counting, you obviously are. Welcome around the virtual campfire. Come on, pull up a log, warm your knees, grab a bun... Get some coffee. There should be some marshmallows left, but Kate's been here eight minutes and 45 seconds, so I can't be entirely sure. There were, but it's nine minutes, four seconds now, so... Okay, fine. The marshmallows are off the menu. They've gone. Sorry. There were marshmallows. Now there are no longer marshmallows. Next time, bring your own marshmallows. I feed them to Kate. I'm not trying to be unwelcoming, (laughs) but... Come and settle in. Mm. Welcome to Frithcast 59. Hello. I'm Suzanne Martin. And I'm Kate. And uh, my 
literal only reason for being here is I'm married to you and I live in your house. Yay. I'm not actually heathen. I'm not an ambassador for anything because nobody would be crazy enough. And uh, I'm not I'm not a diplomatic. That's the problem. I'm, I'm, I tend to, you know. You are a coffee-powered druid, though. Yes. We're sat round the virtual campfire drinking coffee. Yes. Lots of coffee. This is a good thing. Lots so, of coffee. Episode 59 of Frithcast, and I'd like to have a chat about... We had a little bit of a, a zoom around some of the animals, like goats and bacon, in the preliminary preamble... Babbling. Things, <laughs> babbling that we do before we set up the episode proper, just so we can get ourselves into the right space and time and I've, all that jazz. I have to confess... I still feel a bit self-conscious about recording myself. Well, so, yeah. I so, think everybody does, Sam. So hence I have to babble for a bit first to kind yeah. of, you know, take Spoiler a run at alert, it. We turn the recorders on about five minutes before and take a good long run up at it. And when we're ready, we start the episode off. Yeah. Which we're doing now. Which we're doing now. So, episode 59 of Frithcast. I've got my teeth in, everything is fine. And what I'd like to look at is maybe inspired a little bit by all your talk of bacon and goats in our preamble. <laughs> I'd like to look at some of the animal associates that you have with the Norse gods and goddesses. Okay. Now, there are quite a few. Mm-hmm. Now, there are animals that are in the worlds, in the nine worlds, but what I want to look at specifically are those beings, usually named beings, who are associated with a particular god or goddess. Okay. So, can you name me one? I can name you two. Go on then, two is good. I can name you Hugin and Munin. Hugin and Munin is a good start. Who are the raven companions of Odin. They are. And his messengers and observers and so on. They are. They are literally Odin's tweet deck. Yes, basically. <laughs> so they are core they, deck. Yeah, they are they, the core. Yeah, the core deck. Um, that. I'm assuming that's the sort of noise a raven makes. Core. I can't remember ever hearing a raven talk. I think they can. They say never more, don't they? They do. Most of kind the time. Kind of. Yeah. Um, Occasionally. Yes. Um, but those, I have to admit, those are only. Th- I know. That other people have, or other gods, I should say, have have animals. I'm mm-hmm. sure we'll be covering them in uh, in in a bit more depth. Um, I know that they often have animals that draw their chariots and things, don't they? They do. So yeah, um, there doesn't... are a few gods and goddesses with chariots or carts. You might see them referred to, and they have often pairs of animals that draw those. So Thor has goats. He does. And yes. Freya, I seem to think there's some... I think you've mentioned before that there's some debate about exactly what the interpretation is, but I know there's one school of thought that says that hers is pulled by cats. Yep, that's the popular interpretation, is that it's cats. But is there an argument that it, it could be some, some kind of wee footprint, like a weasel or something? Or yeah, or ermine. Um, ermine. Or, yeah, because the word, from memory, so I will have to go and look up the references, from memory, the translation of the word is basically a... An, animal which eats mice okay so the popular understanding is that it's cat although it could be something like stoats ermine mm. um, weasel pine martin okay so let's have a look you've mentioned hugin and moonin mm. odin's tweet deck yes they basically bring him news 
They fly the nine worlds every day and they bring him news and they come and whisper it in his ear. Okay. He also has two wolf companions, Gary and Freaky. Oh, they, those I'd not met. Their names both translate to a word which is either ravenous or greedy, but again, they're in pairs. Okay. He's also got a horse. Ah, now the horse I know. And he has two tickets to that thing you love. <laughs> look up, look down. Um, I'm on a horse. Yes. Oh. It has eight legs. Sleepnear. It has sleep near. Sleep near. And sleep so, near, I sit down, I don't want to go too far into no, it because I know you'll go, be talking about it. Thing, go. Sleep near is the child of Loki. He is. With the the stallion that the builder had with him when he was building rebuilding the walls of Asgard. Yeah. And Loki used his feminine horsely wiles. They did. I'm I'm gonna have to rework the pronouns there. Yeah, they did. There's, there's pronoun issues. <clears throat> uh, I should be alert to this, but anyway, never mind. Feminine horsely wiles to tempt away, said Stallion, who was an essential part of the builder doing his building work. Yep. Because it was hauling the... Yeah, yeah. Stallion was hauling the bricks, the stones back and forth. <clears throat> well, they were, yeah. Not back and forth, just that way, because there's no point bringing them the other way. Yes, I bring them there, I bring them <clears throat> back. Yeah. Oh, wait. You forgot to put them on the wall. Yeah, anyway. Yes, and as a, as a result of said... Um, Trist. Yes. Um, Loki was with Fole. They were. And produced Sleepnir. They did. She did. He did. Yeah. I don't bloody mm. know. No. On, as, as, the, as the resident representative of the trans community, I have to say I've got no bloody idea. No. I'm not sure a whole lot of people have got When it comes to gods. It's just... either. So yeah, there's Sleepnir. So he has... Five animals associated with him. Yep. Most of the other gods and goddesses have one or two. Okay. All father at the top is rockin' five. Nice. So two ravens, two wolves, and a hoss. Yes. Excellent. With all the legs. Yeah. So if you look at those with pairs of animals, Mm -hmm. uh, you have Sunna and Mani, the sun and the moon. Yep. They're each having a chariot or a cart pulled across the sky, and both of them have a pair of horses. Okay. So Sunna has very quick and early waker. These are the names. Okay. Those are the names in translation. Yeah. yeah. Mani, the only name I could find was Rapid Goer. Rapid Goer. Get in. Racing stripes. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. So I want to I want to I want to make a really fast ship in Elite Dangerous now and call it Rapid, Rapid Goer. Rapid Goer. So you also have Teeth Bearer and Teeth Grinder, which are the names of Thor's goats. Okay. Which pull his chariot or cart. Yeah. And you also have uh, Freya having her chariot or cart pulled by cats. Now I've always got in my head the image of Norwegian forest cats. Because they look like they listen to death metal on their day. <laughs> they are really, really quite kind of like... They, there is no apology in a Norwegian forest cat, and I really quite love them for it. But you might have a different kind of cat in mind when you're thinking about Freya's cats. Like an ermine. Yes. <laughs> like an ermine. <laughs> meerkat. I'm not sure a meerkat... It's know. not in their normal territory, I admit. It I mean, they tend, to, they tend to live in the... They tend to live on the on the on the sort of on the veldt, 
you know, do. in the Kalahari and places like that. I don't, Freya th- walks up to them and goes, pull my chariot, and the meerkat goes, symbols. <laughs> Gods. As marketing goes, um, <laughs> that one's starting to grind me down. <laughs> you also have the chariots for the sun and the moon are chased by a wolf across the sky. Yeah. And they are Skull and Hattie. Okay. So they are technically, they're, they're usually mentioned at the same breath as a pair of wolves. But one chases the sun and one chases the moon. And at the Ragnarok, they will catch the sun. Yes, now... it whole because the battle is done in the dark. But Skull and Hattie are the sons of Fenrir the wolf. Okay. Now, Fenrir the wolf is child of Loka. Yep. He's one of the three children of Loka. And you also have a wolf called Garm. I've heard the name. You've probably heard the name in relation to Guild Wars because Garm is Ayr's wolf companion. Of course he is, yes. So Garm... Esther Galkin. Esther Galkin's companion. Yes. And Garm in Norse mythology is Hel's companion and he guards the gates of Hel to stop the living coming in and the dead from going out. Kerberos. Yes, but less heads, so less dog treats. Less heady. Yes. <laughs> less treats. Less treats. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm. All, I'm all over that now. I'm just. I'm just imagining like like what are those biscuits called? I don't know. The, the, the biscuits you give to dogs, the little, uh, like the, little crunchy, the little crunchy ones, yeah, yeah. but like bonios or whatever. Yeah. You can just imagine having to throw three of those at once. Yeah. In slightly different directions. Yeah. <laughs> all at once. So Garm, one head, less dog treats. Yeah. And he has a lot of associations with Fenrir, Fenris. Okay. He's described as doing a fairly similar role hmm. in a way. So some people have said it, that's another name for Fenrir. Okay. But in the Grimnismal, Odin refers to Garm on his own. And doesn't refer to Fenris. So there is an argument that says they're actually two separate wolves. We have... Not one wolf. Slightly less animalistically, we have a similar problem, if I remember correctly, with Frigga and Freya. Yes. In that some sources seem to treat them as though they're the same person. They do. Whereas others make a distinction between them. And the same is said of... Yeah, syncretism is complicated. And outside of heathenry, the same thing uh, happens with Morgana. Yes. Because Morgana Le Fay, because some uh, some sources treat her as the same as Morgos, whereas others... It's a separate They person. have her as a separate yeah. person, yeah. So yes, it's that. It's okay. kind of like, with Garm, some sources will treat him the same as Fenrir, others will treat him as a separate wolf to mm. Fenrir. So again, it's kind of dive into the books... If you want to go there, go there. Go there. Research it. Go there. Do your thing. We cannot tell you how to heathen. I can only tell you what the sources are that I know of. There may be sources out there that I've never even seen before. It's the beauty of heathenism. There is always something Always more to read. There's always more to read. Mm, mm. There's always more knowledge you can add to augment, and it shifts and changes what you've got. So if you want to go ahead and do the reading, please do. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Make your own decisions as to what you've got there. Make your own kind of music. Make your own kind of music. So, going back to the horses that pull the chariot for the sun and the moon. Yeah. There's also a horse that pulls the chariot for the day and a horse that pulls a chariot for the night. 
Separately from the sun and the moon. Separately okay. from the sun and the moon. All right. So you have Frosty Mane for the night's chariot. Like it. And Skin Faxi for the day's chariot. Skin Faxi? Which I couldn't find a translation for. And now, of course, when I go back and research, it'll be the first thing that comes up. I'll put it in the notes, folks. But you know where to find them. They'll be... Yeah. And find the show yeah. notes. There's an element, there's an element, that faxy though, that's an element that happens with a couple of horses, isn't it? Mm. Isn't there a... Freyfaxy. Freyfaxy, I was going to say. And to go a bit pop pop culture rather than proper academia, Gandalf's horse was called Shadowfax. Yes. King of horses. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what it means. No idea. We'll look it up. I'm going to go find that out. We'll look it up and we'll tell you. We're going to do a few more animal companions first. Good, good. Who we got next? You've got the five for Odin, his mm-hmm. kind of animal companions that circle round. Yep. It's interesting to me that two of those are two out of the three beasts of battle. Do you know, I was actually think that crossed my mind when we were, you were talking about, when you told me about the wolves and I, and, I, and I was saying, oh, so right, so he's got ravens, wolves and a horse. And I remember thinking to myself, there's Where's ravens the and wolves yeah. are two of the, because we've talked about those before, haven't we? Yeah, we've talked about those in... Anglo-Saxon and uh, Norse imagery before and how they treat them slightly differently, but two of them appear here as Odin's animal companions. If you look at Freya and Freya, Mm -hmm. now Freya has the whole cat thing going on, which is awesome, but she also has a boar going on. Yes. So Frey rides the boar called Golden Bristles, Gullenbursty, who is essentially as... He has bright rays of sunshine coming out of him, and wherever he walks, he farts flowers. No, he doesn't. <laughs> oh, please say he does. He just walks because and the now... flowers spring up around his feet. I would have preferred him farting flowers, but you know. <laughs> ah, now all I can see is Pumba glowing. You've got to work with what you've got. <laughs> there we go. Daffodils. And it hurts that my friends never stand downwind. <laughs> And oh, the shame! <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. You are not. At all. Yes, I'm 40-something years old and I still <laughs> laugh at fart jokes. I think a lot of people laugh at fart jokes, to be fair. Anyway, alright, so Gullen Bursty. Gullen Bursty, the golden bristles. Okay. Now, he is Frey's mount. Frey rides him. So mm-hmm. he's got to be pretty big for a boar. I mean, boars used to be pretty big anyway, but yeah, yeah. he's got to be a fairly sizable size. But Freya also has a boar called Battle Boar. Wow, there's a whole steampunk thing going on there. There is a whole steampunk, you know, cogs steam thing going on. But yeah, okay, fine. I guess what I'm trying to say is there are... Yes, there are a lot of other animals in... The Norse cosmology. Yeah. You have... Ratatusk. You have Ratatusk. Yes. A whole mad squirrel thing going on. Mm-hmm. And he... He's kind of involved in a bit of a two-way rap battle. Yep. And he's taking the messages from one to the other. So, down in the roots of the world tree, you have the Nidhogg, the dragon that eats the roots of the world tree. Yep. And he's trying to... Constantly trying to kill it. It's trying to grow back. The Norns are trying to water it. 
everybody's not particularly happy about it, but there you go. So Nidog... There's an ongoing tension. Tension, yes. (laughs) Very diplomatic word. Um, I should be an ambassador. (laughs) (laughs) So he is involved in, you might say, the old term is a flighting, a contest of insults. Mm -hmm. I tend to look at it in the modern day as a a rap battle. Yeah. A dissing at speed using skill with words. Yep. It's a rap battle. Yeah. So he's involved... But it's done at something of a remove on account of the uh, two uh, different ends of the world two tree. Two different but... ends of the world tree. So Nidog at the bottom under the roots of the world tree. Yeah. And the king of the eagles in the topmost branches of the world tree. Yeah. They're involved in an insult competition with each other. And because their voices do not carry that far, they've got this poor little mad squirrel <laughs> taking messages from one to the other, constantly going backwards and forwards. This is Ratatosk, the squirrel I, messenger. I know Ratatosk, and I've, I've, I, I'm sure I've talked. I'm sure we've talked about Ratatosk before. I think, I think we've, I think we have uh, covered this, this situation before. But some people seem to think of him as, as kind of like this malicious little. I and I, I, yeah. I, I see him as kind of scrap from the Ice Age movies. Yeah, you could see him as as trying to out, you know, maliciously spread strife. Well, if he's the one that's generating the insults... But you could also see him as just somebody who brings messages. And to me, he's he's like, all he wants to do is he wants to take his acorn, yeah. right, and go and sit on a nice sunny branch somewhere yeah, yeah. and just nibble his acorn and relax and, and just, just you be, know, that's all he wants to do. Be a squirrel. And yet, these two keep saying, Oi, squirrel, come here. And he's like, what? Come here. He's like, yeah, but I've acorn. Come here. I've got a thing for you. Yeah. I'm not going to enjoy this, am I? <laughs> right, look, take this message down the bottom of the tree, down to that serpent. Yeah. Tell him. Dragon, tell yeah. him. This is what I think of him. <laughs> blah blah blah. And 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 Scrat's like Ratatosk. Sorry, it's like <laughs> Scratatosk. But like massive serpent, huge teeth. Yeah. You know, big pointy pointy teeth. Like eat squirrels, nom, nom, possibly. Nom, nom, nom. Like, well, just stay, tell him, tell him it from a distance. But he's fast. Tell him from a big distance, <laughs> and he's and this is this is Ratatosk's life. He just he, all he wants to do is just sit amongst the branches in that nice breeze, you know, just 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 gently listening to the birds, looking at the lovely doing blue sky, things. doing squirrel things like you do, nibbling the acorn, and he can't because every time he just gets settled, oi squirrel, and it, it just happens again, and he's like every time he thinks this is going to be it, I'm going to get eaten or pecked to death. Yeah. Or cast. Instead of... Cast like, into the void. Being squirrel things, he's got neither rain nor snow nor glom of nit. No glom of nit, exactly. <laughs> I I feel for Ratatosk, I really do. <laughs> I mean, again, we can't tell you how to hear them. You might see Ratatosk... I can! Completely... <laughs> Shut up! Sorry. You might see Ratatosk in a completely different way to the way Kate sees him. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. See him in a different light. See him in a different way. See if you can. I'm You've a Ratatosk also... fan. What can I say? I know. I know. You've also got where the Yggdrasil comes out of the ground. You have four deer that are eating the leaves off the bottom branches. Okay. All the time. So they're like the Nidog there. He's maliciously eating the roots to try and kill the tree off. Okay. Whereas these four are just eating the leaves off the bottomest yeah. Bottom branches that they can reach. It's not necessarily hurting the tree. I guess part of this is to 
maybe look at some of the animal companions the gods have and maybe have a little bit of a zoom round some of the other animals that there are in Norse cosmology. Mm. You might want to put Fenrir in here. Okay. The wolf son of Loka. Mm-hmm. You might want to put the Jormungand in here. The world serpent, the one that circles the Midgard Sea. Or the eagle, which I know Tolkien refers to the king of the eagles as Gwahir. Gwahir. Again, I'm going to have to go look that up. I don't know whether that's... Because I don't know all the things and that's actually quite good because I've got more stuff to learn. Well, that's great. we never claim to know all the things. We do not know all the things. <laughs> I, we can only tell you what our pool of knowledge is. Yeah. And sometimes the knowledge is in there, but I can't remember where it comes from, so I have to go look it up, and that's fine as well. So, you know, with the animal companions of the the gods and goddesses and some of the other animals that are around the the Norse cosmology, Mm. what you might find is that you have an affinity for a particular animal, which leads you to an affinity with that particular god or goddess. Okay. You might find the way in is through that animal companion. If you have a fascination with ravens, if you have a whole affinity for cats, mm. if you have a whole thing with horses, you might find that that's where that association starts or that resonates, that connection resonates with you. And so you can then find a connection with the gods and goddesses who have that animal companion, if you like. Mm. I'd rather, I prefer the term animal companion to some of the other terms that i've seen used for it okay the spirit guide is not a term i personally prefer to use Mm. it might be one that some of the lovely heathens around the virtual campfire like that term and prefer that that is a closer representation to how they feel about things yeah it's all good but for yourself it's yeah for me i prefer the term animal companion it's it's probably i mean i'm not i'm not particularly I don't have a dog in this race, as they say. Um, but to me, if you say um, spirit animal or, yes. or spirit guide or something like that, my thoughts will go to uh, American native traditions. That's that's that that's where well. I tend to associate that concept. Yeah. I mean, yes, there may be equivalents because I know in in um, sort of in European folklore and things, there is the the, the idea of the familiar. Yes. Which is predominantly associated with with um, witches as seen through sort of Christian lens, if you like. Yeah. But but they tend to be a small animal, like a, a cat or a toad or a. Well, they tend to they tend to appear small. as yeah, yeah yeah they will they will appear as but the the actual spirit sort of behind the familiar or or under the familiar is is kind of the sort of I always think of it as kind of the equivalent. Maybe it's not. I mean, I'm 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 open to be. Yeah. To be learned on these things, but yeah, I tend to prefer the term animal companion, and it's interesting that you mentioned dogs. Okay. Because there's not one of these gods or goddesses that has a dog companion, domesticated dog companion. All right. Freya has cats. Yeah. yeah. But none of them have dogs. Odin has wolves, but Odin has wolves, not dogs. But not dogs, not trained like <clears throat> hunting dogs or herding dogs. Mm. But the dog, if you look at Viking graves, the dog is quite a common animal that gets buried in, in so Viking it, graves with horses. So they obviously kept domestic dogs. They kept domestic dogs for hunting and for herding, mm. but you don't see them in the list of companions. How strange. Kind of an odd so, an odd little little thing that I probably want to go and 
poke at and see what happens when I try and figure out that one. Yeah. Figure it, it out a bit further. Is it the wildness that they were after then? I mean, but, but then horses. I mean, horses... Horses are domesticated. Yeah. But boars... As a goat, I guess. Yeah, but boar, if you look at boars, you didn't domesticate a... Well, you domesticate a boar, it becomes a pig. Basically, yeah. And it loses some of the whole, you know, gnashing teeth, gnarly, serious anger issues thing. And it's still kind of nasty, though. Chills out a little bit, but can occasionally turn a little bit vicious. Yeah, yeah. Be careful with pigs. Yeah. They look cute, but... They do when they're small. Sm- small pig. Small pig. With a nose boop. <laughs> so it's it's odd to me. They're lovely. I'm sure they're lovely. Holds... Oh, I yes, it does hold cats. Thank you very much. I haven't forgotten you. Hello. Um, it, it's interesting to me that the list of animal companions, the main ones that I've been able to find or I know about, are a mix of domesticate and wild animals. You may have to record this bit again because that's to. going to be quite a lot of noise. It's going to be quite a lot of noise. I'm just going to move my phone a little bit. There we go. <clears throat> hey, kitten. I just think we'd forgotten you, Dad. I'll hold my hand under the under there so we don't roll off the roll off the so sofa. So it's interesting to me that they're using domesticate animals like horses to pull chariots, yeah, and to ride Odin's Sleipnir, yeah. But they're also using wild animals like boar. Okay. Now I don't think it's as simple as you get wild animals for the Vanir and domesticates for the Aesir. Well, oh, I mean, I I have to admit I hadn't thought about Odin's. Aesir, though, isn't he? Yeah. And he's only got wild animals. Mm. Apart from the horse. But the horse has got eight legs. It has got eight legs. So which, arguably you know, it's not a horse it's horse. It's going to cost you twice as much at the blacksmith. It's an octahorse. An octahorse. Now I have a very wrong image in my head. Thank <laughs> you very much. An octahorse. So it's kind of... I don't think it's as simple a split as you've got wild animals for the Vanir, for the nature. Yeah. And... Aesir have domesticates, I think. It would have made sense, but no. Yeah, it's a more complex mix than that. Yeah. And so it's very... And besides, is a cat a domestic animal? I mean, we see, we, if we assume that's the interpretation, we're not, we, we'll move away from the ermine. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at this wreckage here. <laughs> yeah, I don't think cats are domesticated as much as they tolerate us, yeah. to be fair. I don't think we tolerate them at all. Yeah. Uh, I think I don't. I, I rarely much, tolerate this one. They they deign to live with us rather than the other way around, which, to be fair, thinking about the nature of Freya as I've experienced her, fits her nature perfectly. Yeah. As she's very strong, she's very independent. She isn't in a symbiotic relationship, if you like. She's not dependent on anybody else. I am the cat who walks by herself, and all places, all are, places alike are, are alike to me. Yes. Was that sleep anywhere? Any table, any chair, in the middle, on the edge. Uh, I can't remember that one. I'll have to look that one up, lovely listeners. The greater cats with eyes of flame stare out between the bars. Deserts are there and different skies and night with different stars. Whoa. Good, isn't it? Yeah. Just take a minute. Annoys me. I still can't remember who that was. (laughs) We'll find out. Lovely listeners. We're going to leave you pondering animal companions and the relationships they have with the gods and goddesses that have them and maybe their relationships with you if you have them. Mm. Lovely listeners, if you would like to find us online, 
I'm on Facebook as Suzanne Martin. I'm also on Twitter at Geetha in Jeans. Come and say hi. Come and throw me a friend request. Come and drop us a comment. Drop us a query. Come and talk about it. It's all good. And if you want to find me for any reason, I suggest you either visit my uh, shabby excuse of a website at glassrain.net or you can find me on Facebook as Kate Colwind. I am on Twitter as well. Lovely listeners, if you would like to find us online, come and say hi. That would be awesome. And we will leave you around the virtual campfire, pondering animal companions and the animals of Norse cosmology. And we will talk to you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.